Welcome to the Youth School Podcast, where we believe inside of everybody there is a great story waiting to be discovered and lived. This is the show where we guide you on your journey in discovering what your story could be. It's your life. Don't let anybody else write it. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Scott Schimmel, the host of the U School podcast. I'm also the president and the chief guide, and we are switching themes this month. Last month, we looked at this idea of moments, that we can create moments for students inside schools, inside classrooms, where students are invited to be reflective about their lives. And it's something that we are deeply committed to. But this month, we're talking about story and using that as a theme to uh, engage in conversations with people that we respect, look up to, and have a unique point of view. And so I'm thrilled, really thrilled, to have Tracy Wilson on our show this month. Um, Tracy, I, I rarely uh, give like, bios of people because I'd rather you share about who you are than to read it off a teleprompter. So why don't you just start by telling us like, about you, your family, your, your career, like just a little bit of color about who you are. Uh, good morning. Um, so I, my current title is counseling coordinator at the San Diego County Office of Education. And that's a lot of words. Yeah. Um, what I get to do every day is support school counselors all over San Diego County. Okay. Um, and I say I get to, I really do feel like it's a privilege. Um, if you would have told me even three years ago, let alone 15, 20 years ago, this is what I would be doing. Mm-hmm. I would have told you crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of been the, the, the career I've had. Um, every next step has been one that I swore I wouldn't do. Mm. Um, <laughs> and, you know, if, if you take me back to high school age, right, and we, I work with high school students primarily. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to be. Um, my school counselor wasn't anybody that pulled me in. You know, I mm. was a first generation student um, going to college, but I didn't know that. Um, mm. I came from a mass East San Diego suburb. Um, Hmm. But both my parents worked in government jobs, had never been to college, um, you know, did okay for themselves, no doubt. But, um, you know, college wasn't necessarily something that was expected of me. Yeah. Um, and so it was super interesting. Just all my peers were going. So that's what <laughs> I thought I had. Next. Yeah. Which is looking back was crazy because the cost of it, I don't even know how we did it. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I went away to, to a private college, um, ended up coming back to Point Loma Nazarene okay. um, here in San Diego, where, yeah, where I graduated from. And, um, you know, I worked all through college, um, started in high school. I worked for the Disney store in the mall. No way. Um, yeah. And it, was a, it had been a dream of mine to work for Disney. Huh. And I got, I got to do that. And I know it sounds silly that it was in the mall, but, um, you know, they're a company that takes care of, of their people and, and yeah. even in the mall. Yeah. And so when I got to Point Loma, you know, I, I majored in sociology because all the classes just sounded interesting. Like that's how I picked my major. Mm-hmm. And um, they were, they were super interesting. And I'm, I'm a person who tries to take advantage of every opportunity that I get. And mm. every internship that kind of like came across the radar, I signed up for. So wow. I got to do some really cool things, um, primarily social work, um, you know, brain injury at hospitals, foster youth, mm. um, and then landed at, um, believe it or not, juvenile hall. As a student, it was awesome because it was a paid position. No way. Yeah, so, you know, things that motivate someone who's 19, 20 years old uh, is money. 
And my career started out in uh, juvenile probation. I actually, when I graduated from college, um, took the test, if you will, and, and yeah. became a, a, a corrective deputy probation officer title and wow. uh, worked in juvenile hall and went through an academy and had a badge. You know, Whoa. I thought I had arrived. Yeah, thought I had arrived. Like my parents were so excited. I had a government job. Yeah. Good benefits. And, um, you know, I did that for like three or four years. And what did you do was, in that job? What was your role? Yes. Um, so I worked in the hall, which is, you know, if you could imagine like a kid jail. Yeah. And it was extremely depressing um, watching the same kids, right? They were kids, 11 mm. to 18 years old. And, and at that time, we had one facility here in San Diego. And so any crime committed by a kid who was 11 to 12 or 18 was, was in this institution. Wow. And the quote unquote education at that time they were getting um, was dismal. Huh. And it just broke my heart that these same students, you know, were coming back in and time and time again. Yeah. And I just realized that I, I want to do something to get to them sooner. Like, huh. this is not working. <laughs> yeah, right. And I had gotten married at the time. Which is, you know, I was very young when I got married. But my husband said, you're not the same person I married. Like, you're, you're bringing all this home with you. And um, mm. so I did what any rational person would do with a really good job is I uh, resigned and I went <laughs> to go work full time at Disneyland. <laughs> you did? No way. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, my parents, yeah, my parents were super excited about that. Um, yeah, young right. married person leaving all that stability, but it was probably one of the best things I did um, because many people that I had worked with were kind of stuck, hmm. and that's the word they used hmm. because they had been for so long, and the benefits and the salary was one they couldn't just you know give up. Mm -hmm. I was luckily at a place in my life that I could do that, and um, the training that I got at Disney I use every day. Hmm. Um, but unfortunately it, it, I had a lifestyle I wanted and, um, you know, a family I wanted to have. And, um, so we came back to San Diego, um, and all that time I worked still at the mall in the okay. store, just <laughs> even no through all probation and everything. I, I, really? I loved my connection. Yeah. Um, so long story short, I decided I wanted to get into education. because again, I wanted to reach those students sooner. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, the stability more of an educational type career. Um, was intriguing. And so I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I went back to be an elementary school teacher um, because sociology isn't a subject that like you can teach mm -hmm. in high school. Yeah. It kind of is now, but it wasn't then. Yeah. And um, so I realized very quickly that that wasn't where my heart was. Um, I think if I went to elementary school now, I would love it. But mm. again, at that time in my life, um, mm -hmm. wasn't it. And got a job as a counseling secretary in a high school um, oh. to kind of figure out what I wanted to do and instantly fell in love with school counseling and um, back to school and got my master's degree um, and my credential to, to be a school counselor. And then I did that work for quite a while. Um, and then, you know, I've been very fortunate in my life um, to surround myself with people who believe in me mm. and, or whether I did it or not, they still did. Yeah. <laughs> um, like I said, I, you know, I didn't even want to be a school counselor because I was like scared that I can't talk to kids and yeah. people in the way and um, had some really strong leaders encourage me to become an assistant principal, which I did. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, at the high school, um, which again was probably one of my favorite. Every job has been my favorite job, huh. um, but that's one of the toughest 
thing, the toughest jobs ever is a high school vice principal. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of 24 hours a day. Um, there's yeah. a lot of weight on my shoulders and, but I, but I loved it. I loved every of it. Um, but as a mom, it was a tough job to have mm-hmm. my own children in high school. Um, and when I had to decide whether or not to go to my own child's game mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, my duty and go to the schools that I was working at's game, um, really started to weigh on me. Yeah. And fortunate enough that this position became available um, at the county level that allowed me to continue work in education and support educators, but also be mom. And wow. I have a, currently I have a freshman in college okay. and a high school, two, two daughters. No way. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. What? yeah so living live the dream. Yes. <laughs> well, your story is interesting and that's, I mean, I just have this inherent belief. Everyone has an interesting story. So I loved, I, I, I loved hearing your background. Um, I'm curious <laughs> about the education by any means. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, yeah, it's, it seems like more and more, there's fewer people that grew up wanting to be teachers than they went into the classroom. It just seems like, Absolutely. I, yeah. yeah, but I hear a lot more stories of like, I just kind of, you know, one thing led to another and here I am and I love it. And um, yeah, exactly. What was it about, counseling when you were an assistant in the counseling office what what was it that lit you up yeah you know it's um it's never the same day and I feel like teaching can sometimes be you know if you, especially if you're teaching the same subject over and over again um there are people that love that kind of routine mm-hmm. I do not um I loved that you know I had a plan for a day and it never went the way that it was supposed to mm. um, you know my job I believe as a school counselor is to support students and whatever they need to get them back to the classroom. Okay. We don't do therapy, um, but if a student needed that, like that's my job to refer them out or to talk with the family about that. Mm-hmm. But really, in in the moment of a school day, getting them mentally well, physically well, um, so that they can get first best teaching in a classroom. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. That's exciting yeah. that you know um, it's it's a bummer that's a need, you know. But yeah. teachers are so. Um, they have a lot on their plate and you know, if I can do anything to support a teacher in their classroom, like that was gold to me. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, from, from a parent perspective, what is, um, now that you've got two girls and they're making their way in the world, like what, what's on your mind in terms of what you're hopeful for, for them? What, what are you concerned about as a parent? Yeah, I appreciate that question. Um, you definitely see things very differently. You see the system differently as a parent. Yes. Uh, and, you know, my my oldest is an engineering major um, as a freshman female. And I don't know that, you know, I don't even, I don't even know how she came up with that, honestly. Hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, she was very focused math science. She was a great student. She was very active in school, link crew leader, um, varsity water polo player. Um, yeah. And, you know, if she would have told me in ninth grade, she wanted to apply to some of the colleges that she ended up applying to as a school, I would have directed her very differently. And I'm so grateful that she didn't know that in ninth grade or that I, (laughs) because she probably wouldn't have done all those extracurricular things because she would have been in, in courses that, um, were really tough. And I don't mean tough. She couldn't handle the education load. Just some of them, the, the amount of expectation on a young person yeah. um, blew my mind. And so we made some decisions along the way to really focus on math science and not do the 
honors and AP, if you will, in some yep. of the other courses. And again, if she would have told me she wanted to apply to some of these colleges, I would have told her, no way. You, uh -huh. would, you have to take it even have a chance. And the irony is um, she got into some of those schools. I mean, uh -huh. I really thought I was like, oh my gosh, no way. Like, why are we wow. doing this? Yeah. And, um, you know, she applied to three and she got into all three. And yeah. I was, it changed my perspective totally on like college admission process and what uh -huh. people are looking for and um, makes it really difficult to not have like a, this is what you need to do. It's, it's, you never know what schools are looking for and the whole, you know, thing around right fit. Yeah. And we walked on the campus that she's at and she looked at me and just said, this is it mom. And um, yeah. that's amazing. That was, yeah. that was a huge lifted off of all of us. And you know, it's not a big name school that she yeah. selected. And it's even when I watch people, when she says, here's where I go, sometimes their reaction is, interesting to me almost like huh oh that's nice really you like <laughs> yeah <laughs> she got, you know and and the mantra of her school is um find your purpose live your passion and i just think that's amazing that's cool and yeah and so i learned a lot with her my younger one in 10th grade um has some severe anxiety mm. and she, she's like the most amazing kid ever and super mm. smart and i just watch some of the rote work um mm. You know that, and she is so stuck on the number and so stuck on the grade. Yeah. And I, I'm fearful that she's missing out on the learning. So we're mm. doing a lot of stuff as far as kind of walking through some of that. But I think that's missing for her is kind of the connection to real life and how does this apply? She's yeah. very much on the what's the assignment? What do I have to do? And, you know, the the eye opener for me actually was the other night. She was doing an essay, and we were working through some of the you know, they give you like graphic organizers and those kinds of things to kind of work through your prompts, what are your three themes? And, and she was talking to me about it. And I, I said, Hey, you didn't run down. And she goes, Oh no, I have to, um, I'm going to save that one because our, my rough draft, I have to show a change from my rough draft to my final draft. So I'm oh. going to add my final draft. And <laughs> my husband's in education too. And I went downstairs and I was like, are you freaking kidding? <laughs> this is just dumb. <laughs> Why, why can't the rough draft be a good draft, you know? <laughs> and, and so I just, you know, here she is. She's figured out the system. Mm -hmm. um, but what is that going to do for her for the rest of her life? Like, that's not what I want her to learn to do is figure out, you know, how do I yeah. get around the system? Like, that's not a fun way to live. And no. so we're working through that. Um, but it's just been a, an interesting journey. And she's very um, interested in music and is in choir. and. Um, I see that as a huge outlet for her yeah. and the way she reacts and interacts with that teacher and the folks in that class is very different than she does in other subjects. And, you know, I just, I wish every student could experience finding something they're passionate about and that they love mm -hmm. and look forward to every day. Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, hope and a dream for me for every, every kid. You know, it's interesting because you have this background with the, the juvenile detention center and kids who are struggling in, in that way. Sure. Home life. I'm sure the stories you have from there are heartbreaking. And then as a mom, you have these daughters Absolutely. who are high achieving academically and dealing with like the stress of college admissions. Like those are, those are bookends to yeah. what our schools really yeah. struggle and deal with. So what, as you think about that landscape, what are the, what are the big yeah. themes or trends that you're seeing that are both good or maybe you're really concerned about? Yeah. The, the, I wouldn't say the good news. I call them like crisis tunities, right? Like mm -hmm. what's happening in our world right now is really 
shining some flashlights and some lights around some issues that maybe you and I have known existed for a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, but wasn't priority. And because of unfortunate and tragic events are becoming a priority. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we're in this huge technological gap, generational gap. You know, I was different than my generation was different than my parents, but mm-hmm. not to the extent that mine is different from my children's. Mm. And, um, you know, the, I joke that with my friends, we used to pass notes, you know, my friend would, every passing period, I'd get a note, you know, and, yep. and sometimes it was talking about nothing. Totally. And sometimes, you know, there's things I'm, I would be embarrassed if anybody else saw yeah. it. Um, <laughs> right. And these days, like all of that is out there, you yeah. know, and um, I don't know. I just, that, that pressure has just got to be so incredibly real mm-hmm. and the and a fear kind mm-hmm. of like of what can I, can I even make a mistake or will I be ridiculed? Yeah. And I feel like in schools we're setting kids up to um, know how to handle a failure or a mistake. Mm-hmm. We make them feel less than, or we belittle or we allow others to belittle and that should be a place, you know, home, and school should be a place where I can learn and grow. And if I mess up, like, okay, we just move on or, or here's how I can correct that. Um, and I don't think we do that well. And many homes, unfortunately, aren't doing that well. You know, we have a lot of adults with some trauma, unaddressed trauma or yeah. um, lack of skills. And yeah. so when, when schools say to me, like, oh, that's the parent's job, I, you know, that <laughs> but I disagree with that. But yeah, like, okay, but when it's not happening, how do we come in and support and mm-hmm. help? And, um, you know, I, I think we leave parents out. We have assumptions about parents in schools. Yeah. yeah. And parents have assumptions about us at school for good or bad reasons. And mm-hmm. maybe their experience 10, 15 years ago, even though that's, you know, not who we are anymore. Yeah. But, you know, we're in the business of human beings. Yes. And that's a really tough you know, there's, there's no perfect system for how to deal with human beings. There is nothing that's going to wake somebody up like a well-told story. Even better, stories that are vulnerable, real, and relevant. But what stories can you share? We hear all the time from teachers and from leaders, I don't really have any stories. I've got nothing interesting in my life to share. Well, you're wrong. You just haven't taken the time yet to really think about it to really recall and reflect the stories from your life that would be meaningful and relevant to the people that you're trying to influence and lead. That's why we put together Your Story Library. It's a really simple tool you can download and start to remember stories from your life. Go to the show notes, download Your Story Library today and start working on remembering all the interesting, fascinating, vulnerable and real stories from your life so that you can influence others. Well, it's a much bigger problem than just educating minds. It's, and and that's why I was so thrilled to talk to you because I know we have very similar perspectives on that. We say a lot, we're trying to raise healthy humans. And one of the, one of the interesting uh, dynamics about that, you, you have to have healthy humans in order to reproduce more. So that, that then points at parents, the adults on campus, the adults that are investing in our kids' lives. And, yeah. um, no, and as a, I don't wake up and says, I want to mess with a kid today. No. 
um, and I believe, you know, I want to believe all educators got into the business because they wanted to make a difference or, yeah. you know, maybe even some because theirs wasn't good and they wanted to make it good. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, like over time or something, you know, we're not doing a good job of nurturing our adults either. Yes. And empowering or, or giving them that, you know, teaching freedom hmm. to, you know, support students outside of academics. I don't think we do a good job of it. Some places do, but, but not enough. And, and I don't mean just teachers. I mean, all adults on a campus Yeah, that touch kids' lives. Yeah. So down that path, if you could wave a magic wand, it's a little Disney magic and yeah. <laughs> a little pixie dust. What yeah. would, are there structural things that you'd love to see change? Are there, uh, is it, is it awareness? Like what, what would you love to see be different in the next five to 10 years? Sure. You know, I, um, that's a great question <laughs> and I want to be careful cause I don't want it to sound like I don't believe in adults, but I really don't, I really think, you know, it's partnership yeah. and really believing in, you know, people can say, I believe that all kids can learn. Um, mm-hmm. but I want to see, it. I mm-hmm. want to see that. And I want you to believe that all your adults on campus can learn even the most, you know, grumpy or someone who pushes back a lot, like learn who they are and find out their story. And there's a reason that that happened. Um, You know, it's kind of like the whole restorative practice premise or, you know, PBIS and all those things that we're learning to do with students. Like we really need to be emulating that with adults. Yeah. If, you know, my language with students, you know, making it strengths based, like, am I doing the same thing with adults on my campus? Mm -hmm. Do I, you know, what, what happened? over the weekend or, yeah. you know, human, we're allowed to come in with some yeah. stuff, but, but how do I support that person? So they're their best self with students. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the school with students, right? Like how do I, as a school leader, support my staff enough to say, I understand you're going through it, but I need you to be your best self right now. And then let's, let's figure out how to deal with that also, yes. but not ignore it or not again, belittle or berate them if they make a mistake. Yeah. Like, like let them, let them explore. You know, that's, that's the one thing with my job here that I absolutely love when I say I get to, Mm -hmm. you know, when I have an idea about how to do a training or support someone or, Hey, can I go out to the school site Mm -hmm. and I'm giving the green light? Like that's empowering. Mm -hmm. I also know that if, if it doesn't go the way I wanted it to, okay, then we regroup and try something different. Yeah. Uh, And that, that, I just wish all people could experience that in their work as adults mm-hmm. and then the students see that and say, Oh my gosh, that person just made a mistake and they're okay. Yeah. And that happened to me too. So I don't know if I answered your question, but no, it's great. I just, you know, I, I don't think we're taking care of ourselves and our people in a great way. Well, there's that phrase hurt people, hurt people. And, and, and I think that's clear, especially probably from the juvenile perspective, the juvenile detention perspective, like you can see that it's so clear, but then there's that yeah. flip perspective on the other side of people who are served, people who are blessed, people who are taken care of tend to do that down the chain. Yeah. <laughs> there's a residual yeah. effect. So pour into your folks in a really effective way. Be human. I think that's, that's what I'm hearing you say. I know that's a big heartbeat for what I care about. Like, let's all be really human in this environment in school. What, what happened to that? Yeah. The Do you have, sort of like, you want to be treated, right? <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 
Yes. Not as simple as you think. Yeah. Simple is hard. I think that's a Steve Jobs quote. <laughs> it is. Well, and that's that's something that we are uh, really trying to figure out from a useful standpoint. What does a roadmap look like to get from here to there? To change, uh, the, for the lack of a better term, the culture of a school site so that the adults are being invested in. They can be themselves. They can show up, and we can show up for them and take care of them. And then also empower and authorize and equip those teachers to do that same kind of work with their students and that it would leak into parents. And um, so that's the season I think that we're in is, okay, uh, if, if there was a laboratory, um, and we've had now six years of opportunities to be inside all these different kind of school sites, from charter to yeah. public to private to county office education, schools like Monarch School, and just to learn and see. And there's a lot of similarities in these systems because <laughs> people are people. And then right. to try to figure out then what success looks like, all that stuff that you're saying of beautiful people learning how to take risks and be themselves and learn from failure. If that's what success looks like, then how do you reverse engineer that? Are there steps right. to take? Um, and I, I think there is. <laughs> Maybe it's naive. I agree. You know, I wish, you know, no one has the magic answer. And, that, and there's no one, you know, it's not like you can buy the curriculum and it's going to change everything. Right. Um, doesn't, I don't think there's things out there that could totally support a mission or a vision of a school. Um, you know, around social emotional curriculum and, and those kinds of things. Because again, you know, even as teachers, like, are we giving them the resources yeah. to, you know, have those rigorous expectations and, and, and want the high, you know, for the students, the high, the high expectations or the high, mm -hmm. you know, if we're not even giving them what they need to do that, then they're just going to, you know, do with what they got. Default, yeah. To yeah, what, what they're majored for, really. Right, right. You know, and if we're not sending them to professional learning or we're not helping them kind of grow, you know, we wouldn't go to a doctor that hasn't looked at research in the last <laughs> 20 years, right? Even the last right. 20 years now, as fast as it's coming out, like that's not the doctor I want to go see. Yeah. Um, and I feel like sometimes in our schools, that's how teachers feel. Um, because yeah. they're, they're not given an opportunity. And, I don't, and you know, some of them I'm, I kind of push back on too. And it's like, you can't wait for someone to give that to you either. Like, where's your innate yeah. desire to learn and to go find out and um, practice? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, there's definitely, I want to say it's all leadership by any means. Um, you know, having been in that role, it's like, I can't do that for everybody. Um, yeah. But I certainly would empower you to go and do that or, or give you permission to try something or... Um, support you in some of those materials, those yeah. kinds of things. But it, it definitely is, you know, there needs to be a desire and a want to learn from mm -hmm. student and, and adult. And then how do we make that happen? That reminds me, there's a, there's a teacher friend that I was talking to recently, 22 years in a classroom. And she said, you know, in my 22 years, I've um, not been given the opportunity to get better. She goes, in fact, I could completely suck at taking care of kids. <laughs> I could be mean, resentful, rude. But if my students pass their, their tests, she said, frankly, no one has even come in to see how I do this. I can be a complete jerk every day. And then, delightfully, she's not. <laughs> she's, she's wonderful. But she, that was her perspective. She's like, this has all been on me to really figure out 
how other teachers are, are engaging students. And, and she's like, I'm a constant learner, but that's not because the system's designed for me to get better. Uh, I'm in. And, um, and so from that, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's interesting. (laughs) What are we, that's probably the only industry I could think of where you just kind of get set up to do your work and hope it all goes well. Like Disney, can you imagine the Disney store saying, I'm sure they're just doing great. (laughs) I'm sure they're spread the magic everywhere. No, they come in and supervise you and give you feedback and, and tell you every hour, if not every day. Yeah. (laughs) We work a lot with, yeah, we work a lot with military and the idea of giving constant brutal feedback is just the way you do it. And, and that's not necessarily something that we get except for those bizarre websites like uh, Yelp applied to school, like rate my teacher, (laughs) my professor, (laughs) but that's a very, I don't know, kind of shady, internet way to be outraged but never actually be accountable to your own thoughts and feelings right, right. that's not necessarily redemptive um no. <laughs> just to close out i mean i, I want to talk to you forever but what <laughs> have there has there been a story this year that's been sticking out to you that you feel proud of or inspired by that's happened on a school side or with a student or with a family yeah you know um because i work mostly with adult learners um you know, I, I think there's just this amazing thing to watch someone come to, you know, an event or a training or um, something and really have that aha moment of like, I, I can do this. Hmm. And, um, you know, I think about a particular school who really had best intentions of a principal leader really had kind of what they thought was leading the right way. And it was some work around equity that we were doing here mm-hmm. and just, um, you know, it's so silly cause it's like some tools, right? Like we just share tools yeah. and they, one of them was about empathy interviews and, and interviewing, you know, our users and going back and interviewing students and just the aha moment of, again, best intentions thought they had put the greatest intervention in place to support students that were struggling And when they interviewed them in kind of this formal way and informal way, but structured way, Mm -hmm. um, learned a whole lot about these students and what their perspective was like in the school. And it completely changed the direction they were headed Hmm. and reports. And it, you know, he was laughing because he's like, we spent all this money on this intervention that we thought was the answer. And the students wouldn't even come to it once we talked to them. And yeah, right. And so just to see this kind of like light bulb go on of, we didn't even ask our users. We didn't even yes. ask students what they think. And, but his vulnerability in doing that and kind of sharing out, you know, you can come to a training and have that aha moment, but when he shared it kind of out with the group and others response mm. of like, that's amazing. Mm. Not like, how could not, you know, oh my gosh, yeah. how did, and just this environment of support. Like, I just think, and again, it's not us, it's not me, it's not, you know, the fact that we gave them this tool. It was just, again, the opportunity to go back and do some of that work and the safe space to do it and kind of debrief and reflect on it yeah. um, was just amazing. And I, and I do believe students' lives at his school are changed because of that, yep. you know, experience he had. And so how do not I, it's not about me at all. How do, how do we, as people in the job to support others, mm-hmm allow for that experience to happen mm-hmm. so cultivate that create that yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah i'm just convinced every 
single teacher, every single subject needs to create that space for students to be reflective and to think about themselves and their own reactions and their own thoughts and desires. And, and um, <laughs> not even just from a, right, a, a process it. And then why does this matter? Yes. Yes. Yeah, Wake up. <laughs> Making it for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just, I think there's a lot of good work happening. I'm, I'm extremely positive about it. I don't want to come across like no. schools are bad because I don't think so. I think like your friend, you know, yep. there are amazing people out yes. there doing amazing things with kids and, and they're because they're knee deep in the work and their heads are down. Mm-hmm. We're, we're never going to hear their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do we make sure that they get to share and that they get the kudos they deserve for doing what they do every day, which is yep. not easy, not yep. easy work. No. You know, so, I, you know, I want to highlight those that are doing such great things that will never say that about themselves. Yes, that's right. That's right. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for being a friend and for being on the show. And, and as people are listening in, um, pay attention, <laughs> be on the lookout for the training opportunities. If you're working at a school site in San Diego uh, that Tracy hosts through the county office. And, um, and Tracy, is there a way to get connected with you if people want to follow up with you? Yeah, I'd love that. Um, if they go to sdcoe.net slash school counselors with an S on the end, yep. um, that's our work. You can join. I send out a newsletter and again, try conduit of information, but it is more school counselor related. Sure. Um, but we, anybody can, can join it and kind of look at the opportunities, but again, just trying to connect resources, connect people. Um, and if there's something specific at their school site, you yeah. know, they would like support on, I'm, I'm happy to help. I'd love to. Great. We'll put that in the show notes too. So uh, thank you, Tracy. Keep doing what you're doing, please. <laughs> and look forward to ways that we can collaborate. Absolutely. Thanks, Scott. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us for the U School podcast. We wanted to let you know that we have a new free mini course that's available for you. It's called the Real Me Course. It's available on our website. Go to theuschool.com forward slash register. Create an account and you'll see the Real Me Course available for you for free. Within three quick exercises, you can get clear about your identity, about who you are, and what matters to you. Let us guide you through video and through interactive prompts for you to figure out and get clear about your real story. So go to theuschool.com and thanks for joining us today.